Hello, people of subspace. If you received my transmission last time, I welcome you back to my one-person space soap opera starring me, Lennox, new captain of the Katarina. And if you are new here, please sit back, relax, and enjoy yourself some Caribbean kettle frogs. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We here in space enjoy the synthesized taste of what people of older called popcorn. But if you like Caribbean kettle frogs, good for you. No offense to Kirby 7. Anyway, since my last transmission, I finally made it to the bridge, which was harder than I thought it would be. Half the doors wouldn't open, and it took me two days to get inside the bridge. Then, the old captain, Alexander Makovich, was almost fused to the console panel with his hand resting on the self-destruct button, making it a life-or-death situation, moving his body. If you haven't noticed already, I've figured out how to turn the alarms off. I don't know how some people can sleep through almost anything. I mean, I could not sleep a wink with the alarms blaring in my ears. And since I was awake, I started to root around the quarters of the crew. In the cabin that belonged to a Joseph Tucker, there was a hidden compartment where he kept weapons and currency stashed away. That's my type of man, Joe. I'm sure if you wasn't dead and I wasn't in stasis, I'm sure we would have been, like, the best of friends. Or maybe not. You seem like someone who's always looking over their shoulder. What did you do, Joseph? Now that I have some currency, I can try to restock the ship. Sell protein bars isn't going to last forever. But I do got to say this. I've been living on those things for a couple of days now. And once you get past the fishiness, they ain't that bad. Sure, they're still lower than a grandfather's jokes. And I know what you're thinking. But Lennox, how do you know what a grandfather's jokes are like? You don't have a family. But I do remember my family somewhat. Okay. A little history on me. When I was younger, and my family was still alive, they paid good money for me to have schooling on one of the more richer planets, Tiberius IV, while they stayed on the space station that orbited just a few light years away. The name around the galaxy was the Blood Planet, and it was the most beautiful thing I have ever seen. Tiberius IV was a water planet whose water was as red as blood, hence the name. When they colonized it, they put trees and other vegetation on giant metal platforms, a multitude of color floating in a sea of red. It took years to get the planet terraformed, but once it was, rich and powerful humans took it over. Our family was part of the mid-class. We wasn't rich, and we wasn't poor either. When I got the chance to attend school, everyone was excited. In that moment, money didn't matter. I was going to get a better education than that of the space station could give. As soon as I arrived at the school, I could tell I didn't belong there. My hair was too blonde compared to the raven-haired normality that took over. Also, I was the only one who wore glasses when everyone seemed to have perfect vision.
when I messaged my family after the first week to say I was coming home, my parents was upset, but it was my grandfather that said to me, Lennox, you are just a chocolate chip cookie and a world of brownies there. But you know what? Sometimes chocolate chip cookies taste better than brownies. So you just need to stay and find someone who prefers cookies to brownies. I guess I forgot to mention, Grandpa was a baker on the station, so he always talked in food references. I was at the school for a year and only had made two friends, Camilla and Taylor. I will talk about them later. They aren't really important right now, but I will say this. Taylor spelled his name weird. It was T-E-I-L-O-R. Then one night, when I was hanging out with them in Camilla's dorm, watching an old air show about some medical doctors and their drama of their love lives, I was called into the headmaster's office. At that moment, I knew something was wrong. There, sitting in the office, was the headmaster's the guidance counselor, and the police officer. They informed me that the space station that my family was on was destroyed. Something malfunctioned in the engine core that caused it to hit critical temperatures. A chemical reaction happened due to the heating up of unstable chemicals caused the station to explode. There was no survivors. In that moment, I was left alone by myself at the age of 13. The police in the school had the obligation to call protective services. I was taken the next day and placed in a system. I was bounced around from stations and planets for four years. You would think I would have more memories of my family. I mean, I had 12 years with them. But the only thing I remember was the year I was away from them. I should have been on that space station. I shouldn't be here talking to myself right now, not knowing if anyone is even listening. I know it wasn't my fault that they are dead, but I still feel guilty, you know? I wonder if any of the previous crew members' families know that they're dead. I mean, there's no way I can get in contact with them. I don't even know what Jam space this ship is in. It's the most realistic and creepiest thing, walking past dead bodies. Every day, I wake up. But it's oddly becoming normal with everyone I pass. I did start the process of moving the dead into the airlocks. They are very heavy, by the way. So much dead weight. With being a scrawny 17-year-old girl, it might take a while to finish the job. But every time I place one of the bodies in the airlocks, I say a few words out of respect to maybe help their souls cross over and find peace. Now, I'm not religious, but if it was me, I would want someone to help me cross over. In between the funerals and looting the cabins for goods, I ran a diagnostics on the ship. Figured you'd rather hear about the status of the ship and not my sob story. I have basic functions, such as life support and sublight. It sucks that we live in a world that warp speed hasn't been invented yet. Come on, scientists. Please, get on that. The ship does have some fuel, 
so the ship wasn't rated like I thought last time. But even with having fuel, I don't know which direction to go or how to even fly this. Maybe there's an owner's manual somewhere. I really need to start maybe considering getting a crew, but with no currency, that's going to be tough. Hey, spaceman listening, could you send me some currency to help a lonely teenager from maybe not dying in space? No? Okay, guess it's going to be the hard way. Well, listeners, the time has come that the calm is dying. This has been Captain Lennox of the Katarina, signing off until next time. Stay safe out there.